Hello, it's Friday the 27th of January and welcome to the Better Business Show Friday 5 with me, Tom Idle. And joining me on the other side of the internet today is not Vicky Knowles, as usual. It is, in fact, Alison Azaria. Alison, how are you? I'm great. Good morning, Tom. Thank you. Thanks great. for me. Ah, good that you're there. Why don't you briefly introduce yourself as a new voice on the Friday 5? <laughs> great. Well, my name is Alison Azaria, and I work with companies in their CSR and sustainability strategies and help them connect with their stakeholders and getting feedback so then they can better improve their uh, sustainability commitments. Cool. Well, listen, thank you for jumping into the hot seat this week in Vicky's absence. She's hunkered down right now uh, working on a big project, so can't be with us this week. So I'm so pleased that you could join us, Alison. Thank you. Uh, so yes, we're here. We're going to give you our top five stories from the past week, uh, all the, the latest happenings and goings on across the world of sustainable business. So this week, Alison, we're going to be talking about uh, Kering's beefed up sustainability strategy, mm-hmm. uh, the fact that 87 of the world's biggest companies are going for 100% renewable energy. We're going to be talking about P&G and it's, uh, it's, uh, how it's dealing with plastic waste. We're going to be looking at Patagonia's new platform for selling used clothes. And we're also going to be talking about BP's fascinating projections on the future of oil emissions and energy. So let's do it, Alison. Number five this week. Um, Now, if there's one big corporate to look out for this week, it's the French luxury goods business Kering, which, of course, has a whole bunch of brands, including Stella McCartney and Gucci and Uh, It also owns uh, Puma. And this week it announced the next phase of its sustainability strategy across all of those brands. And it's taken the decision to align that strategy with the UN Sustainable Development Goals, something we've talked a bit about on the show in the past. Uh, And it says that a company can only become truly sustainable if it goes far beyond the conventional limits of its own direct operations to really address the environmental and social impacts across its supply chain. So it's using the SDGs uh, to really set 2025 targets uh, under a number of different themes. Care, collaborate and create is what it's saying. Uh, the CEO there says that the, the more than ever, he's convinced that sustainability can redefine business value and drive future growth. Uh, so plenty of new goals. So not necessarily that far off 2025, but far enough out that you know, so they're going to be ambitious enough and meaningful enough. And it's committed to reduce its greenhouse gas emissions by 50% across transport and distribution, across business flights and across fuel and energy-related emissions. Um, and crucially, it plans to reduce emissions from purchased goods and services by 40% and to create a supplier index of sustainability to make sure that the high standards for raw materials and processes in that supply chain are being implemented by the suppliers at 100%, so all the way through to 2025. Uh, So Kering got a lot of press about this this week, rightly so, for this kind of refresh strategy. So well worth having a look at all the details for yourselves. So number four, Climate Group has recently published its RE100 annual report 2017. Now, RE100 is a global collaborative initiative of the world's most influential companies committed to 100% renewable power, led by the Climate Group in the partnership with CDP. 87 of the world's leading companies are now members of RE100, creating demand for around 107 terawatt hours of renewable electricity. That's, a, that's around the same amount of power consumed by the Netherlands. 
is, is quite big. Wow. Um, yeah, and, and 34 leading businesses have now joined RE100 in the last year, reflecting an increased recognition of the business case and the vital role that companies now play in expanding the market for renewable energy. Now, while growth has, has been focused around um, the U.S. and Europe uh, in the last few years, in 2016, uh, we saw um, RE100 welcoming new members such as China and India. And as well, uh, in 2015-16, we saw an increase in, in interest from heavy industry. Now, RE100 uh, has newer members uh, joining them, including major automobile manufacturers such as BMW Group, General Motors, and Tata Motors. Okay, great. I, I was writing some stuff uh, this week, actually, uh, all about kind of uh, distributed the, the notion of distributed climate leadership, where you've got a whole bunch of businesses and cities and governments that are kind of not waiting for uh, federal governments, national governments to set policy. They're just getting on with it. And I think the RE100 uh, initiative is just such a great example of that. Businesses thinking, Look, do you know what, we're just going to do this. Let's not worry about the, you know, the risks attached to the likes of Trump disrupting kind of national policy. Let's just get on and, and do it. So, so it's, it's lovely to hear that they're, they're continuing to grow. Um, so that's number four. Number three this week, uh, we've got a story about P&G. Now, keen listeners of The Better Business Show will know how much we talk about plastic waste, especially that which ends up on our beaches and in our oceans. Well, the consumer goods giant P&G, Procter & Gamble, has become the latest company to attempt to tackle the issue by announcing plans for a limited run of its head and shoulders shampoo in bottles made partly from plastic waste collected by volunteers on the beaches of France. And this is a story that The Guardian has been running this week. Of course, many companies have dabbled in this space. Uh, you've had the likes of Adidas that's been making trainers made from marine plastics. You've had uh, Ecova uh, producing kind of several sort of bottles using marine plastics from the North Sea. So now we've got P&G, and um, it plans to manufacture up to 170,000 of these special edition bottles produced in partnership with the recycling business TerraCycle and the waste management company Suez. Uh, and it may be the biggest deployment of marine and beach plastic ever, according to TerraCycle, uh, but it still represents less than 0.6% of the 20 million, 29 million bottles of head and shoulders that P&G was reported to have sold in 2011, um, according to this garden report. So, you know, there's still a long way to go. Is this something that can be scaled up sufficiently? You know, that remains to be seen. There's certainly the feedstock available out there to make it happen. And, the, you know, clearly there's still plenty of barriers in making that the, the way forward. Perhaps we can get the guys from P&G on the show to, uh, to talk about this and all, all the other things they're doing. But um, it's an interesting one. So we have now number two, uh, which is Patagonia is now launching a circular economy digital platform. The U.S. outdoor clothing brand Patagonia is uh, set to launch an e-commerce platform for its worn wear program, where it would sell used Patagonia clothing and gear out uh, online, sourced directly from its customers. Now, the, the company has received previously uh, in recognition of its sustainability efforts, as we all know, and um, this uh, circular platform will be implemented from uh, this summer on. Customers are then invited uh, to also bring used clothing and used items to their local Patagonia store in exchange for Patagonia merchandise credits. And number one this week, then, Alison, uh, all about BP's uh, energy outlet report. The global demand for oil 
will continue to grow into the 2040s despite electrical vehicle fleets expanding and the low carbon energy transition gaining traction around the world. That is, according to the latest BP annual energy outlook, something they do every year to look at the long-term trends and it's something that informs the company's internal strategy, of course. Other oil companies like Shell, uh, they say that they're preparing for demand of oil to peak by the early 2030s. And of course, many countries are starting to prepare for that shift uh, to cleaner forms of energy. The BP report forecasts a slowing of greenhouse gas emissions from global energy use, with growth predicted at less than a third of the rate seen over the last two decades, an average of 2.1% a year. So rising to 0.6% a year through 2035, compared to last year's prediction of 0.9%. So BP has been steadily decreasing its forecasts for emissions every year since 2011. And if its projections prove correct, the global economy will deliver the slowest sustained rate of emissions growth from energy over the next two decades since the company started doing this, these sorts of reports back in 1965. So while on the surface BP's predictions read as positive, the energy giant noted that emissions are still set to grow by 13% through to 2035, a number that is well in excess of the climate goals set out under the Paris Agreement. So well worth having a look at that report. Loads of really interesting nuggets uh, in that. So go seek that out. We'll put all the links in uh, the accompanying kind of notes on the on the SoundCloud uh, uh, page uh, to, this, to this week's show. So have a look at the, the links there if you want to look at these stories in a bit more depth. Uh, but that's it. That's it, Alison. That's it for uh, this week's show. Thanks again for joining in and being here with us, Alison. Any plans for the weekend? Well, uh, well as I'm, I'm in the Netherlands right now, uh, it seems like it's it's been getting a bit warmer. So perhaps I'll be taking some walks in the forest. Oh, enjoy. It sounds delightful. Uh, Where, whereabouts are you in the Netherlands? Uh, I'm based in um, a city called Nijmegen, which is a, a, a small city, uh, cl- very close to the border, actually. Sometimes uh, maybe maybe it would be great to even take a walk to the German border. So- sounds lovely. <laughs> well, enjoy it. And thank you again for thank joining you. us. That's it for this week. We'll be back again on Monday for another one of our main shows. So look out for that. Uh, but Alison, have a great weekend and no doubt see mm-hmm. you soon. Thank you.